There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Well, thank you once again for tuning in. We're going to continue today in Psalm 17. And so if you have the Word of God with you, you're able to turn. You turn to Psalm 17. We'll begin there. But before I do that, I would like to make a couple of announcements. And uh, because this is our podcast, we can make, make announcements if we feel like we need to. I'd like to make this announcement first and foremost, starting Monday, this coming Monday, that's the 4th of April, we'll be having a King James Bible Conference at Manasseh Community Baptist Church. That's in Blaine, Pennsylvania, 70 Back Hollow Road. We'll be there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 4th, 5th, and 6th of April at 7 o'clock each night. Pastor John Asquith from Black Creek Baptist Church, Black Creek, New York, will be holding that conference at the church. I would also like to announce, uh, Lord willing, and we certainly pray that the Lord does will, Tonight, which is Wednesday night, we'll be at the Lebanon Independent Baptist Church in Lebanon, Pennsylvania at 7 o'clock p.m. And so would you pray for us in Lebanon? We were there Sunday. The pastor asked if we'd come back and do Wednesday night as well. We felt like there was just a stirring of God uh, amongst the people and amongst the hearts of men. And so we certainly pray that the Lord will move in those services. Now, my wife and I are expecting, and less than a month to go, we're expecting a little boy and everything right now is going well. I'd ask you to pray about that, pray for us concerning that. But also, just to give you a heads up, there may be a time when it may not be me on the podcast. I've asked some other good men, men of God, if they would record, if they would send some recordings in that we could use on the podcast. Because to be honest with you, with a newborn and the lack of sleep and the busyness it's going to create, uh, I may not be able to record enough ahead of time to be able to subsidize the podcast, but also it'd be good to have some other men's thoughts on the podcast. And so we've done that a couple of times already, but I believe that uh, we'll try to do that a little bit during the time after the baby is born. And then there may be times during the year while we're on the road traveling, it may just get away from me. And uh, we're quite busy with travel this summer. And so I may use those podcasts, may use other men. I may have to use some pre-recorded messages. But as of right now, we're going to do our absolute best to record five times a week. And uh, just to give you all an idea, five times a week, I uh, have to record, we have to study, we have to prepare, we have to edit. And uh, you say you have to edit. Oh, I've, I've made a mistake or two on the podcast. I've even misspoken once or twice. As I spent a couple of podcasts, I've taken three or four minutes out because it was uh, just misspeaking and miscommunicating and quoting things wrong. And so we do have the ability to edit the podcast. Thank the Lord for that. And so we will go and edit. Uh, then we have to run our filters and our, our audacity controls to increase volume and stabilize volume. 
Uh, we run a filter queue, uh, filter curve on the equalizer uh, to make sure that the highs and lows are balanced out and uh, try to get the best sounding podcast that you don't have to strain to hear in order you have to turn the volume down because of highs and lows. And so it takes about half hour to 45 minutes for each of the 15-minute podcasts. And so you multiply that by five times a week. And it gets a little bit busy around here. So would you pray for us? You pray the Lord will just use that. The Lord will work through that. And then let me just go ahead and say this before I start again in Psalm 17. To all of you mothers that are using this as a devotional. And I thank the Lord for that. Some of you have said you're using this as a devotional for the children. Uh, each and every podcast, have them have their Bibles ready. Have the Word of God out and uh, be prepared to either take notes and write down the references to look up later, or maybe they can turn even as I preach. And I'll try to be cognizant of that, that some might be turning even as I speak on the podcast. Again, in Psalm 17, and the Word of God tells us simply this, They have now come to start steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. And so we've looked at that lion, and we looked at the, the, the Word of God as it gives description of lion, the physical attributes, the, the actions of a lion. But now I want to look at just a couple of places in the Psalms, and we will see the lion that tears at Jesus Christ. Psalm 7 and verse 1 and 2, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Again, it's the Psalm of Messiah. Uh, this is a Psalm concerning Jesus Christ. Lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver. So here again, we see a reference to the soul of Jesus Christ. And he's going to be torn. His soul will be torn as a lion. And so it's going to be rent in pieces. It's going to be literally obliterated, if you will, by the lion. He says in Psalms 10 and verse 9, he lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor, and he draweth him into his net. And then the word, the word of God tells in verse 10, He croucheth and humbleth himself, that the poor may fall by his strong ones. And a preacher friend of mine that made note of that. We preach that in Psalm chapter 10. And he spake of that lion that croucheth himself. He bows himself low. And if you ever watch lions or Maybe you have a chance to on video to watch lions. You see them. They put their paws out. They put their head down. They couch low before they attack that prey. And so here again, we see the lion. He is couchy. The lion is waiting secretly here. He's speaking of the wicked. And by the way, you'll see that often that lion is referred to as the wicked in the context of the wicked. Why is that? Well, he told us in the book of Peter, in 1 Peter 5, he said to be sober, be vigilant. Why? For your adversary, the devil. Now, how does the adversary, the devil, work? He says it because he works as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, who resists steadfast in the faith. And so he walks, walketh about, that's an active present tense. It's going to be an active tense until the day Jesus Christ removes him from off of this earth. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And that's what he's doing this day and this hour. But he said to resist him steadfast in the faith. And so we see that wicked, that lion, he couches down, he bows low, he humbles himself before his prey. Now, Psalm 22, the word of God tells us this. In verse 13, they gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. Now, we've talked about this passage numerous times in our Messianic Psalm study. In verse 12, it says, many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. 
they gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. So in the context there, he's speaking of the bulls of Bashan. But what have they done? They've gone with their mouths and they've gaped upon him as a ravening and a roaring lion. That word raven simply means to hunger or famished with hunger. And a ravening, one that's going to do anything he can to get food. That starving man that's going to scrabble to get that food and it's amazing how, how when a man's truly hungry, how he'll put away his fineries and put away his palate. He'll eat anything when he's hungry. And that's the lion he's speaking about. That's how the bulls of Bashan gaped upon Jesus Christ, was as a raving and a roaring lion. And then he said in Psalm 22 and verse 20, deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. And I do believe that's the body of Jesus Christ. I do believe personally that's the, the body, that holy one of God. He says, save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horn of the unicorns. And so again, we see save me from the lion's mouth. Why? The devourer has come upon him. That ravening lion has come upon him, and he's about to be devoured. And so again, we see the context there of the destroyer, that wicked one, that one who has come against him. And we see that in Psalm 35 and verse 16, a companion to what we just read, with hypocritical mockers and feasts, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. How, Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions my darling from the lions. So again, we see the soul of Jesus Christ and is one of the focal points of this study. And let me just say this, it ought to be one of the focal points of Christianity. The soul of Jesus Christ is as important as the body of Jesus Christ. It is as important as the blood of Jesus Christ. None more important than the other is the fulfillment of the scripture and the soul of Jesus Christ is so often glossed over. That's why I make much about the soul of Christ. We make much about the blood of Jesus Christ. We make much about the body of Jesus Christ. We make much about Calvary. We make much about the offerings. We make much about the, the crucifixion, the nailing of Jesus Christ to the cross. And then the shed blood of Christ and his souls made that offering for sin. We make much about that. It's important. Why? Because the scripture continually mentions it. For he says, how long wilt thou look on rescue my soul from their destructions? And then he says this, my darling from the lions. Don't let the lions rip my darling. Don't let the lions feast upon him. Don't let my darlings rend him. Psalm 57, again, the importance of the soul of Jesus Christ. Psalm 57 and verse 4. Let me start in verse 3, rather. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Who's that? That's the devourer. That's what the swallow up is, the devourer. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire. Even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword, be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, let thy glory be above all the earth. So he tells us, my soul is among lions. Again, the soul of Jesus Christ, the Holy One of God. How we thank him and how we praise him and how we understand the work of God through the soul of Jesus Christ. Verse Psalm 58 and verse 5, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely, break their teeth, O God, in their mouth, 
break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Now, we talked about that yesterday. There's young lions. There's ones that roar. There's ones that play. There's ones that find new paths. Those lions are the young lions. He said, break out their teeth, O Lord. Why? So they do not devour him. They no longer can devour. They no longer can destroy as they once did. Psalm 91 and verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. So again, we see the young lion. But then we also see it on this end. That's a whole nother study. I don't want to get into that. If you don't understand that, contact me privately, and I'll explain some about the young lion. But we know the dragon is that old serpent. It's Satan himself. The book of Revelation tells us that. And he's going to tread upon him. The young lion, the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Why? He's going to bruise his head. The word of God told us that. And he's going to trample him under his feet. Now, cross-reference that, Psalm 34 and verse 7 is a cross-reference to that passage which we just read. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. And so again, we see the word of God tells us of the deliverance of Jesus Christ. Matthew 4 references the verse we or passage we read just a few moments ago. And Matthew 4 and verse 6 says Satan is tempting Jesus Christ. And of course, he is that old serpent. He is that devourer. In verse 6, it says, And saith unto him, But thou shalt be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. What is he referencing there? He's referencing again the scripture. He's referencing, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. Why? Lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. He's going to crush the head of the serpent. And we know that's going to take place. It's a promise of God. In Psalm 104 and verse 21, the word of God tells us this The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth, they gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. Then he says, O Lord, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. So again now we see the lion in the life of Jesus Christ. We see the devourer in the life of Jesus Christ. We see the destroyer in the life of Jesus Christ. But then we also see when Jesus Christ returns to this earth, the lion shall lie down with the lamb. We understand that the lion will not only be defeated, his teeth will be broken, he'll be rent, and the destroyer will be destroyed, but the young lion whose teeth are broken from him him can lie down peacefully. He can play in the fields with the lambs. Why? Because Jesus Christ is going to bring peace to this earth and how we praise him and how we thank him. Thank you for tuning in. Would you tune again in tomorrow? Would you remind somebody else also to tune in? There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website 
or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.